franchising is the most misunderstood and most overlooked form of entrepreneurship. We're here to educate you and help you find the entrepreneur within. Franchising is not all about the French fries. We find that individuals who are exploring business ownership tend to have a lot of misperceptions and misunderstandings about the franchise industry. So what we want to do is help prospective business owners make confident and educated decisions before moving forward or not moving forward with the business. Welcome to Unpredicted Entrepreneur. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Unpredicted Entrepreneur. My name is Sarah Wasco and this is my colleague Roxanne Rapsky. And as we mentioned at the beginning of each podcast, we're here to bring you information that's relevant to business ownership and generally specific to franchising. So today I want to welcome our guest, John Wasco with Workout Anytime. Um, you are not hearing double. We do have the same last name. Yes, this is my husband. And I invited him on today because um, I feel like I, sh I share his story a lot. And I feel like it resonates with a lot of our other clients um, in their uh, thought process and kind of transition into business ownership. So John, thanks for joining us today. Welcome. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for having me, guys. I just... Not this is not at all awkward, right? <laughs> and um, I know I won't be allowed to get away with any embellishment, so this will be this will be fun. So I appreciate the opportunity. So you know, I shared when I introduced you um, that your story resonates with a lot of people when I share it. Um, you have owned gyms now for about four and a half years. So why don't you share with our listeners kind of what prompted you to go from your role as an engineer and kind of a director at a company to owning fitness, owning gyms? Sure. Um, I think I can do that. I um, Yes, right out of college, I entered a corporate life as a professional engineer and did that uh, for a couple of big corporations um, for 20-some years, I guess and kind of um, got to like a mid-level management position um, and then was given an opportunity a little bit out of the blue, but a little bit by circumstance to leave uh, a corporate position where I was designing um, parts for 18-wheelers for Peterbilt trucks and uh, go to a brand new startup in a totally different field um, and try something new. I mean, no guarantees, no nothing, no franchise, hanging up the shingle and seeing if we can make it work. Um, so I, I did that. Um, I didn't want to be in that position where you look back in 20 years and ask, you know, what, what if? What if I had tried that opportunity? Um, so we did that, um, me and another guy uh, managing uh, a test laboratory for the building construction industry uh, and built that up um, to the point where just a year and a half in, we were acquired by um, really the biggest competitor in that in that market, and um, then through a couple more acquisitions, woke up one day and found myself sitting in a in a in a corporate position again as part of a huge multinational company, thirty thousand employees all wow. over the world. I'm right back where I was, you know, fifteen years or so before that. It's kind of a deja vu situation. It's like oh, I thought I escaped this with that startup. So um, given that, then um, I thought um, it's time to, you know, see what's next. So um, 
um, started looking into the franchise opportunity. I may have been coached a little bit on the advantages of franchises. <laughs> and uh, that's what kind of got me to get to the position where I could, again, make another leap once and for all out of that corporate life uh, back into doing my own thing. So when you first started, it's, not, it's my understanding that you were going to keep your day job. Yes. And that you were going to be semi-absentee. And so you picked the gyms and then something happened and then you ended up doing it full time. Well, what yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, initially, it was always, in fact, I, I constructed and opened two locations while I was doing the full time uh, engineering uh, position. Um, but it was always part of the plan to eventually leave. Mm -hmm. It was an exit strategy yeah. from the corporate world. And yeah, circumstances accelerated that a little bit, not really, but just by maybe a few months or less than a year. Um, and I was ready. It was a good, good timing, as it turned out. So um, yeah, it was always an exit strategy from the corporate world to build these. And then, I, but I didn't want, you know, I didn't want to do what I did before when I left um, the corporate position to start with nothing. So I decided, okay, let's work a little bit harder, get these locations up and running, flowing some cash, and then I'll take the leap. So a little bit of a safety net this time. And then the leap was made for you just a little bit early, right? Yeah, you ended yeah, up getting yes. laid off, but we're grateful. Yes. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but you were grateful well, that you had started. Yes, yes. It was no panic situation, nothing at all. Actually, a little bit better, a little bit of a severance package I wouldn't have had if I'd left on my own. Great, let's go do it. Got it. So, yeah, so he didn't really have the experience of, oh, I just got laid off unexpectedly. Now what do I do? Because as he mentioned, it was an exit strategy. So he really kind of already had his yeah. plan B in place. And we just felt like that was kind of a sign that it's time to move on mm -hmm. and focus specifically on the fran you know, on the franchises and on the business. So we were grateful that we had already planned yeah. for that. And I yes. think that I've mentioned this a bunch of times. I think COVID brought to people's attention last year about, about how quickly things can change. And I, I feel a sense of people trying to maybe plan a I little agree. bit more mm -hmm. now for the unexpected, maybe than what the case was yes. before. So in a situation like that, I mean, I was apprehensive about you leaving your job. I specifically remember saying to you, can you please wait until Blake gets out of college? And I'll never forget the look on his face because he was really ready to go. And he was like, really? I mean, that's like five more years. I don't know if I could do that or whatever time it was. Um, so that takes us to the, the next question. I mean, he'd always um, kind of had that steady paycheck and I've always been kind of in the situation where um, I was contributing, but it was a little less certain. Um, and so it was a, a change for us. So how did you end up deciding to fund the franchise? That's a big question for so many people. So why don't right. you share with people the steps that, that we took for you to be able to buy this work at any time or these work at any time? Sure. I mean, that yeah, that's another thing that Lee ties back to kind of my corporate career. Uh, really from day one out of college, I'd always been putting um, – whatever I could into 401k plans. And then, you know, as you change from one company to another, they get rolled into IRAs to where you have a lot of good IRA um, money tax-free put away. Well, there's a strategy where you can um, actually invest that in a new business. So basically borrowing money from yourself, from your own IRAs um, to fund a startup business and uh, doing it debt-free. So that's what I ended up doing. So you didn't take any loans at all? You did it all with the rollover? That's correct, yes. 
Yeah. So this program is developed by the IRS. It's completely legal. Um, If you want to learn more about this, I believe episode three, we have a whole podcast focused on how to fund a business and they go in depth on this rollover business startup. So basically just reinvested those funds into the business. Um, So how did you end up choosing Workout Anytime? Tell us a little bit about the process of making a selection for a business as you're considering making this change. Well, and I want to interject here because since Sarah was your franchise consultant, I'm curious to know what... I had excellent advice. (laughs) I'm sure you did. (laughs) But I'm curious to know what else she showed you before you chose Workout Anytime, and then you can tell us why you chose Workout Anytime. Sure, yeah. The Kind of the way that process worked is that, you know, that day when I realized I was back in that corporate life again, and that, uh, you know, she was already doing the, doing this. And I just told her, I said, let's keep your eyes open. I didn't really know, didn't have any strategy or plan or anything. Just kind of keep your eyes open for something that would fit, um, fit me. I don't know how long, I want to say it was a couple years, but probably not that long. I don't think it was quite that long. Anyway, um, um, she brought just a couple of, of, um, options to me. One of them was a cleaning business, um, cleaning um commercial cleaning commercial cleaning um where you have routes and drivers and people got to be in the right time at the right place and to me it seemed like a lot of moving parts looking back at what i'm doing now maybe not so many moving parts (laughs) but um um i just wasn't wasn't as comfortable with that um having you know having employees out on your behalf on their own yeah right um, so the other one then was the workout anytime or, or a fitness franchise and, uh, had not heard of the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, the brand is brand new to Texas. Um, we introduced the brand to Texas. Um, and that was a part, kind of part of the challenge. It was kind of fun, but, um, m- my thing about me is I'm probably not your typical guy of my age. I don't have the guy habits. I don't have the big boy toys, I don't golf, I don't fish, I don't hunt. I'm kind of boring in that regard. <laughs> but I uh, but I always like to try to stay in shape. So I had some experience in the gym environment. Mm-hmm. In Fran- I, I was a member of a big franchise gym. Um, so it just kind of resonated with me when she brought that to me. So um, that's what got me serious looking about looking at uh, a franchise brand. And then when I went to the workout anytime, the discovery day at their home offices, then, then it was just a relational thing. I just clicked with this with the staff there. The founders were still are still there, and um, the culture, the atmosphere, what they were trying to do, and how they were trying to do it, and it just felt like a good natural fit at that point. Well, and John just talked about a discovery day, and I know we explain things in each episode, but those of you listening might not have listened to the last episode where I explained this. So, I just want to make sure you're clear on what he's talking about. When someone goes through the franchise validation or due diligence process, it's typically a 30 to 90 day process where they get to speak to the franchise's corporate office, but they also get to speak to franchisees. When they get through that whole process, at the very end, they go to what we call a discovery day or meet the team day. And that's kind of the last step in the process before you decide whether or not you want to move forward, right? And I think it's really important to do that piece because you do get to really understand the culture when you're there with those people. So 
that's what he's talking about when he talks about Discovery Day. And obviously he left Discovery Day and he decided, yes, I want to move forward. Um, but sometimes people decide, no, that I don't want to move forward. But I think that's definitely an important step in the process. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's a good point. And the way I kind of make, I try to make decisions is, is um, once I'm on a path, then I just look for obstacles and reasons not to continue that direction. So by the time I got there to this Discovery Day, I was looking for reasons not to sign. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mind was made up. Typical engineer, by the way. It could be. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably typical in more ways than I want to admit. But, um, um, but yeah, I was just looking for, you know, show me a reason, you know, somebody I'm not going to like, somebody's, yeah. you know, something in the culture that doesn't sit well with me and, and all that. And when I didn't see that, it was pretty easy on the, on the plane flight back. I already knew. There wasn't wow. a lot of thought needed to go into it at that point. But it's still scary. I mean, I want to clarify a couple things. You know, he, he commented, well, just keep an eye out for me. Let me know if you find anything. That's not standard or typical with our clients. Right. I mean, they fill out a profile. We spend time getting to know them mm-hmm. and then introduce opportunities that we think could be a fit. So his process was obviously a little bit different. I obviously know him very well. Yeah. Um, as I was learning about franchise opportunities, it was easy for me to introduce and that leadership and that culture that I had learned about at Workout Anytime, I was able to recognize that I thought that that could be a fit. So um, I completed a 25-year profile. (laughs) A 25-year profile, yes. Right. I'm sure she took very (laughs) close notes on that, too. (laughs) Our clients fill out about a 20-minute, but John did the 25-year profile. Um, It's probably a little longer than that, actually, probably closer to 30 years, but uh, we won't go uh, down that path. Um, (laughs) So that's a little bit about how you chose the gym. So tell us your why in business ownership. You kind of shared a little bit about um, how your small company had been bought out three times and became a large company. And I remember you saying, you know, they really just sucked the fun out of this. I'm not in the place I want to be. So what do you enjoy now about owning your own business? Um, that's a really good question. In in the, um, in the space we're in, um, Part of what we do is we offer personal training. And I also, since then, have received a certification as a personal trainer. And the reason I bring that up is one of the things when you're profiling clients for one-on-one personal training is you want to get to their why. Mm-hmm. why. Why are you here? Not because you need to lose weight or you want to look better or you want to fit into this or that. It's really the why, right? So I'm looking at that then on my uh, decision to join work at any time or to get into this Fitness, fran- fitness industry was, um, I remember an occasion when I, uh, right after I had signed, they were putting on an owner conference um, where I knew nothing. I had no location, no staff, didn't no clue what I was doing, but I just went. Flew back up to Georgia, wandered around aimlessly for a couple days, <laughs> didn't know a single soul. But th- but part, of, one of the seminars there was just that, on the why. Why are you, in, why are you as owners of this workout anytime franchise why are you in the business really so it was kind of exercise to evaluate that and when I did I realized quickly that um, it really is and it still is to change and help people change their lives to improve their lives and it was almost an emotional thing for me to do that mm-hmm. and and uh, that's still kind of what drives me but what I've learned since then is it's not only 
the members and my customers, it's my staff. Mm. So um, that's really where I'm, where I personally receive the most fulfillment is is developing staff, helping them realize potential they don't see in themselves. A lot of these are young, um, younger folks, um, maybe their second job out of school or so, uh, or maybe their first, and uh, don't even know their own potential. So the ability to see that in people and nurture that has really been satisfying as well. So um, yeah, I'm now have realized I'm doing it just to help improve and change people's lives in a real positive way, whatever that means, physically, emotionally, socially, whatever that means to them. So you have three employees that started with you back in 2017 that are still employed, correct? Yes. Uh, the first three hires that I made are still with us. Wow. Yes. And one of yes. whom went has become a manager, and then one has moved to a role as more of a yeah. GM? A store or? manager, um, a, a GM or a regional manager for me, and then a personal trainer, yes. Wow. So uh, I take I take some pride I do take some pride in that I will admit. <laughs> well, it, well, it's it's a great point to bring up because we hear a lot, um, and when we have clients that are doing validation calls with franchisees, you know, it comes up, right? We all know about the labor issues. Oh yeah. And so one of those things is learning how to create that stickiness, right, mm-hmm. and, and make them feel important yeah. and and hang on to them. So that's a that's a Great story that you've got through your first three hires are still with you. That's very impressive. And it kind of gets me thinking, too. You talked about the culture with the franchisor and amongst other franchisees, but you also have created a culture within your facilities, mm-hmm. within your gyms, and you greet your members when they come in and really. Um, have trained your staff to help everybody that's there feel welcome and not out of place. Um, Being in a gym, I speak from personal experience, is very intimidating. You don't know, for a lot of people, obviously not for everybody, but I'm that person that's intimidated. I don't know what machines to get on or really how to use them. And so you've created an environment that, promotes people wanting to be there and enjoying being there and kind of some of that community. Yes, and that's something very intentional that that we've started from day one. I mean, a couple of points there is um, we tell our staff, um, just remember every person who walks through that door um, is escaping whatever their day has been. So just be the best hour of their day. When they're in our business, we want them to have the best hour of their day because uh, I'm as guilty as anybody else, if even guilty is the right word. When I go in to work out, I want to be by myself away and leave everything else behind and just do my, right. do my thing. And sometimes that's really social interaction for people, and our staff's prepared to do that. And sometimes it's leave them alone, wave to them, and mm-hmm. give them a smile because they got their earbuds up so loud that you know <laughs> they don't want to talk to you. Right. And that's okay. So it's, it's that sensitivity knowing that. And then um, some people just are craving a social environment nowadays. Especially now. Right. And we can understand yeah. that, right? And there's a story of a lady whose husband had joined, I think, a day or two prior who called in and told um, one of my managers, I just want you to know that he sat in the parking lot in front of your business for an hour getting up the courage to come in the front door. Wow. And when you hear that, it's like, wow, this is an important thing that we're doing, right? So um, 
it's the stories like that that just keep you, man, this is, this is kind of fun. This is kind of cool what we're able to do. And then if people can get healthy and, you know, get off medication and get in better shape and lose weight and all that, then that just becomes a bonus at that point. So, so you obviously are enjoying what you're doing. I am. I am to, to the extent that I'm working uh, too much in the business, not enough on the on business. business. I've been coached on that too. <laughs> And I'm trying more and more, but yes, I do love being in there. I'm the maintenance man. I'm the one. I'm the plumber. <laughs> I do all that stuff and um, and try to stay out of everybody else's way. But uh, again, it's it's also part of the culture that uh, I think it's important to me that um, as many customers or members as possible know that it's locally owned and operated. They know who I am. I personally respond to all the client surveys. We have a real robust client survey system where all the feedback comes to me. I respond personally to those. And then um, we're a little bit of a victims of, of such a good franchise model that walking into one of our places, it can feel a little bit really together and corporate, if you will, in a good way. You know, like a fr- you would hope a franchise would do with the branding and the colors mm-hmm. and the consistency and the cleanliness and all that that we work so hard at. Um, I want to make sure they know, no, this is a local, this is a local thing. You know, it's somewhat still a mom and pop, even though it doesn't feel like a mom and pop when you walk in the front door. So that's another reason why I want to be in there when I can. So you support the schools, you are, you've been involved in the chamber, you've been on the board of the chamber and just a wide variety of things that we coach our clients about the necessity to be in the community and, I, I will just be honest, it's been a funny transition for me to watch him because he is an engineer, um, he doesn't have a sales background, um, he, the projects that he worked, the clients that he worked with in engineering were spending lots of money. They were, it was business to business, high dollar projects. Big corporate deals. Big corporate deals, right. And now he is dealing with gym members that are paying just a small monthly amount. Some of them, as we've already alluded to, are coming in. They want that conversation. Have I said it before? He's an engineer. So, you know, the the small talk and those kinds of things are not really his gift, but he's learned. I mean, he'll kind of get home late and say, well... Um, you know, Al over there wanted to talk for 20 minutes about his dog or something like that. And so it's been um, an interesting transformation, but I think it's kind of fun to watch somebody that had done the same thing for, as he explained, I think he's at 20 or 25, but I think it was closer to 30, just really do a complete flip and do something completely different. Um, And while it is a lot of work, still enjoy it and have fun. Well, business ownership allows you to learn a lot about yourself, yes. right? So I had no idea what that was going to be like. And through all those years and years and years in, in my corporate life, I never had to deal with the average consumer on the street. Right, yeah. Never. I remember the first day we opened the doors at that first gym, I'm like, I don't know how this is going to go. I don't even know how to talk to an average person on the street. <laughs> but And then I, I surprised myself, like Sarah said, that I kind of, you know, hopefully over not too much time, kind of grew into that and kind of, um, now I'd love it. You know, I, I look forward to it. So on that note, I want to touch on one last point before we sign off. After four and a half years in business, what do you know now that you wish you would have known back then? I think one of the things I kind of alluded to a little bit was um, that in the why question about um, um, helping change and, and helping people improve their lives, mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize that that would also be the staff. 
So that's been a really a neat thing to learn. Um, um, I wish I had known maybe a little bit more um, about maybe the time commitment, but not in a negative way, just to be better prepared for it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I opened those first two as a semi-absentee owner and, and was able to do it. But um, now that I'm in, in it all the way, all the time, it's just so much better. It's just so much easier to prepare, to know what's going on, have your finger on what's going on um, at all times. And um, so it just makes preparation a little bit better. And then the business, uh, the managing the business side of it, I'm learning that every day. So um, I actually now have engaged a one-on-one uh, business coach, and we just started um, digging, really digging deep into the into the numbers and into the business side of things. And for the next 12 months, we're going to meet regularly and look at ways to uh, really maximize th- this thing and uh, and do it right from the business side. You know, we've got the cultural side down, I think, um, the, the relational side down. So it's probably time for me to maybe work it as a business. So <laughs> that's what we're going to do to really make it go uh, the way it should. And, and not that it's bad on our own, but uh, getting some outside advice, some mentorship, which I've never really had before, uh, I'm looking forward to. Well, and you've done a great job. You now have four locations, so um, instead of just the two that you started yes. with. So we appreciate you coming in today. John, if someone wants to get a hold of you, how do they get a hold of you? How do they find you? They can find me. Uh, well, we're Workout Anytime as our franchise. Um, my four uh, locations are uh, here in the DFW area in Princeton and Anna out by uh, McKinney, mm-hmm. and then in Duncanville and Hearst. Okay. Um, but you can go and find um, any of the DFW locations. I think we're up to about 15 now. And again, I take some pride in, in that, that Princeton location was the first workout anytime in Texas. And we got a lot, a lot of upside there. So you can find me there. Um, you can certainly um, email any of those clubs and I'll get it. Awesome. Yes. Well, thank you again yes. for joining us today. You can find Sarah Wasco and Roxanne Rapsky on LinkedIn. That's Sarah without an H, W-A-S-K-O-W. And I'm Roxanne Rapsky, R-A-P-S-K-E. You can find us there on LinkedIn, or you can find us on our YouTube channel at Frannet of Dallas, Fort Worth, and Oklahoma. We thank you for listening today, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.